Welcome to this podcast featuring Amir Sarfati, founder and president of Behold Israel. Behold Israel provides biblical teachings through its tours, speaking events, and social media. It's also a reliable and accurate source for developments in Israel and the region. Amir's live updates and teachings are based on God's written word. Connect with Behold Israel on Telegram, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Download our free app, available on Android and Apple, under Behold Israel. We live in the days of deception. And it's interesting because without, without talking to one another, all four uh, teachers today, in a way, were speaking about deception. That might be the theme of the conference. Which means it is what the, the believer is paying attention to right now. So let's pray and ask that God will lead this uh, message and then uh, dive into it. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Contrary to all the deception in this world, we've got the word of truth to hold on to. And we thank you for the truth that came to this world, spoke truth, gave us the word of truth. We have the spirit of truth. And we can tell when something is not the truth. So we ask now that your word that is about to be spoken will go and do that which it was sent for and never come back void. We thank you and we bless you in the name of the Holy One of Israel, Yeshua Mashiach, we pray. Amen. Thank you. So, some of the last words of Jesus and even Paul were actually words of warning to the church. And remember, when Jesus gathered the disciples on Mount of Olives, and when they asked him about the signs of the end of the age, in Matthew 24 it says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, it's something that didn't really cause the rest of the Jews to even think that Jesus has an answer to. But the disciples came to him privately without anyone around and asked him, tell us, when will these things be? And what will the sign of your coming end of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, and he started with, take heed that no one deceives you. In other words, there's going to be the things that I'm going to tell you that will be, but I want you to know that deception is the first thing you're going to encounter. And Paul, to his beloved Timothy, in 2 Timothy 1, says, Timothy, hold fast the pattern of what? Sound words. Why? Why did he have to use the word sound words? Because a lot of junk is going to be thrown in the air. He says, hold fast the pattern of sound words. But what words can be sound? Which you have heard from me on what? In faith 
and love. What kind of faith and love? Which are in Christ Jesus. In other words, all the words that I gave, and it was all about Jesus, it has to produce love and faith, and that's the, the things that I want you to keep. Hold fast onto these things. That good thing which was committed to you, keep by the Holy Spirit whom, uh, who dwells in us. This you know that all those in Asia have turned away from me, among whom are Figelus and Hermogenes, and the Lord grant mercy to the household of Onisphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chain. But when he arrived in Rome, he sought me out very zealously and found me. The Lord grant to him that he may find mercy from the Lord in that day. That day. Paul loves to use that term. The day we're going to see Jesus. And that day. And you know very well how many ways he ministered to me at Ephesus. Paul is warning Timothy. Telling him, look, hold on to the words that I told you that could only be from Jesus. But I want you to know, first century, first church, everybody left me. Look what he said. All those in Asia have turned away from me. They're not have turned away from Paul because he's an obnoxious person. They turned away from the message of Paul. They heard the message from Paul directly and they just left. And he said, look, in this I can see we're not going to be the majority. Look, a lot of people are going to turn back on us. Look, these are the days of deception. And then he continued, avoid foolish and ignorant disputes, knowing that they generate what? And a servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but be gentle to all, able to teach, patient, in humility, correcting those who are in opposition. Opposition? If God perhaps will grant them repentance. In other words, they are unrepented people. So that they may know the... Exactly. The only way you can know the truth is if you understand your need for, for repentance. And he says, look, stay away from people that are turning away from it. And, and he says, and all they do is what foolish and ignorant disputes. They're obviously talking about the lie because they are getting away from the truth. Chapter 4, 3 to 5. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from what? From the truth. Which means, if this is the truth, because Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is the word of God, and this, this is the word of God, so if this is the word of truth, and Jesus said it is, Anyone who is not following the Spirit and is gathering for himself the teachers that he likes to listen to because it makes him feel great, they're actually turning ears away from the truth. 
So that's going to be a gathering that is unbiblical. It will be about everything that the Bible is not teaching. And this is it. Deception is very interesting. It's the cause to cause someone to believe something that is not true. Typically in order to gain some personal advantage. So you have to know the truth in order to deceive someone. You may not believe in that truth. You may reject that truth. But what makes you a deceiver is that you know the truth. And that you choose to say the opposite. So, therefore, the Bible says in James 4.70, Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is a sin. And this whole world is full of deception because who is the ruler of this world? The Bible says in Hebrews 2, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of the flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Can you imagine people that the whole life they think about death and it's a bondage. It's religion. It's, up, it's all about that. In John 14, Jesus said, I will no longer talk much with you for the ruler of this world is coming and he has nothing in me. And if that's not enough, 2 Corinthians 4, verses 3 to 4. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. When you believe in, 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 in the gospel... You and, and the glory of, of Jesus, the Messiah, this is the image of God. You cannot even teach that Jesus is not God and teach that he is the image of God. In Ephesians 2 it says, And you have made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the curse of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Satan is also the prince of... That's why I call the media the Midianites. Yeah. <laughs> the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also all we all once conducted ourselves in the loss of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Paul is reminding everyone, yeah, you may be a believer now, but all of us were children of wrath. John is saying that only through Jesus we can be not condemned, but if we do not believe, we're condemned already. That's the original position we come from. Just as the others, he says, we were also the children of wrath. But we were given something. When the helper comes, Jesus said in John 15, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the spirit of what? Truth. In this dark and evil and deceitful world, 
He is sending the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father and He will testify of me. Jesus says, God the Father is sending the Holy Spirit to testify of me. In other words, if there is anyone who claims to have the Holy Spirit and does not believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that's not the Holy Spirit in him. So if a chief rabbi of Israel or grand imam of Saudi Arabia or the Pope for the matter, if they all say, if they all say that Jesus is not necessarily the only way, Jews have their way, Muslims have their way, and uh, uh, Catholics have their way, if they say that, none of them can claim that he has the Holy Spirit. Very simple. John 16 says, however, when he, the spirit of truth, come, he will guide you into what? All truth. When you have the spirit of truth, it will not guide you to find lies and to live in a, a, a lie. The spirit of God, the spirit of truth will convict you of sin. And so he says, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. If you have the Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit will give you an understanding of the things to come through what? Through the Bible. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. There's more than one spirit. And we have the word of truth. Psalm 19, the entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. John 17, 17, sanctify them by your truth, your word is truth. Matthew 4, 4, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but my every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, all, say all. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every, what? Good work. There is no way you can carry the word of God on your way to murder your neighbor. It is making you equipped for what work? Good work. So don't let anyone say, I was inspired to kill you by this. <laughs> There's other books of other religions that might inspire you to kill someone. And he's not just the spirit of error and the, the prince of the air. He's also the father of all lies, which means that's where it all starts. He's the original thing. John 8, 44, you are of your father, the devil, and he desires of your father you want to do. Uh, and he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. He can't, there's no truth in him. He's, he's all a big lie. And when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources because his resources are resources of lie. 
of deception, of, 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 of these things. Satan has to lie in order to say the truth. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. So when did it all start? That this world became so full of deception. Started already in Genesis chapter 2. The Bible says that the Lord God took the man and put, and put him in the garden of Eden and tend and keep, uh, to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day you eat of it, you shall... What? God who loves Adam, who created Adam, never designed Adam to die. And therefore, because if you design someone to die, you don't tell him, don't touch this, you might die. You tell him what? Touch it! <laughs> God says, everything is good. That tree, if you touch it, you're going to die. That's it. That's a friendly instruction. It's a fatherly instruction. This is a nice paved road. This one is the freeway. You cross it here, it'll be great. Try over there, you'll get killed. <laughs> and then the next chapter, Satan's perversion. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord has made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. I mean, they got it. We touch it, we're going to die. And the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. It's a misunderstanding. God actually knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Basically, he exposed himself. He's such a narcissist that it just... He tried to tell her something and he actually testified of himself that he wants to be like God. This is exactly what Isaiah 14 says. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of, of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farther side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be what? Like the most high. That's what he wanted. And so I want to submit to you this afternoon that although all of us here are thinking, oh, COVID, 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 deception began way before, it will last way after, and it's normally all the other things that we think, they are, well, that's everything, these are just the smokescreen 
for the ongoing deception that is not attacking, uh, you know, a medical opinion of this versus a medical. Op- no, it's attacking the basics of the scriptures. I submit seven truths that are under attack in these last days and subjected to this deception. First of all, the first truth, Jesus alone is the life, truth, and the way to God. Do you have a problem with that? Good, because nobody asked you. <laughs> he is the way, the truth, and the life. Whether you believe it or not, it's a different story, but that's who he is. And we know that because he also testified of himself. And he said, I am, in John 14, 6, the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. No one, say no one. No, no one means no one. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's it. No person on planet Earth can ever come to the Father except through Jesus. That's not what we said. That's what he said. You can't believe in Jesus and not believe in what Jesus said. So here we have it. Acts chapter 4, it says, Nor is there salvation in any other, but there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And it's not just for the Gentiles. It's a Jew that just said that. And Romans 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. He basically said that's the only way to to be saved. You know that in Islam, if you were drunk and somebody told you to convert to Islam and to say Allah is, is greater and all of that, all you need to do is say three times and you become a Muslim automatically. What if you woke up, you were sober, and you realized you were you know, drunk when you said it? It doesn't matter. You're a Muslim. Yes. And if you leave Islam... Do you understand? Only by saying... That's not who our God is, waiting for people to say something that they don't even mean while they're drunk and holding on, holding on to it. No. You confess with your mouth, and if you also believe in your heart. That's not just a religion. This is faith. It's not doing something. It's believing in it and confessing in it. But today, it's under attack mostly by people who call themselves Christians. Why Jesus is no longer the one way to heaven for many American Christians. Are you good enough to go to heaven? Can we earn our salvation? In spite of their differences, Jews, Christians, and Muslims worship the same God. We get to see that all the time, and they pump it everywhere all the time. In fact, not only that, the Pope himself, 2019, visited Abu Dhabi in the United Arab Emirates, and they p- signed historic pledge of fraternity, uh, fraternity uh, which uh, says, 
The document invites all persons who have faith in God and faith in human fraternity to unite and work together. We call upon intellectuals, philosophers, religious figures, artists, media, professionals, and men and women of culture in every part of the world to rediscover the values of peace, justice, goodness, beauty, human fraternity, and coexistence in order to confirm the importance of these values as anchors of salvation for all. That's the agreement. There you go, a new form of salvation. You just have to be a good person with good values of peace, justice, goodness, beauty, human fraternity, and coexistence. And you are telling me that the world, the new world religion is not here? It's everywhere. They haven't given it a name yet. The Second Vatican Council from 1964. But the plan of salvation also includes those who acknowledge the Creator in the first place among whom are the Muslims. These profess to hold the faith of Abraham and together with us, they adore the one merciful God, mankind's judge on the last day. This is the Vatican talking about the religion of peace, Islam. Second Vatican Council from 1965, Catholic Church rejects nothing of what is true and holy in these religions. In other words, all the good stuff in every religion is good. She has a, a, high, she, she has a high regard for the manner of life and conduct, the precepts and doctrines and doctrines which although differing in many ways from her own teaching, nevertheless often reflect a ray of that truth which enlightens all men. This is it, folks. Over the centuries, many quarrels and, and dissensions have arisen between Christians and Muslims. The sacred council now pleads with all to forget the past and urges that a sincere effort be made to achieve mutual understanding for the benefit of all men. Let them together preserve and promote peace, liberty, social justice, and moral values. I didn't find Jesus here in that list. And that's why Jesus is out of the game. Now they're building a new thing in Abu Dhabi. The Abrahamic family house, a church, a mosque, and a synagogue. Now it's the new house of God, temporarily, of course, until they will actually not need anything in the UAE. The Antichrist will need the temple in Jerusalem, of course. John Paul II, in his general audience on Wednesday 6, December 6, 2000 said, those who have been chosen, who have chosen the way of the gospel beatitudes and live as the poor in spirit, detached from material goods in order to raise up the lowly of the earth from the dust of their humiliation, they will enter the kingdom of God. All the just of the earth, including those who do not know Christ and his church, who under the influence of grace seek God with a sincere heart and thus call to build the kingdom of God. I just did not see the name of Jesus there also. And people start having false dreams and signs and wonders 
The Bible says, Jeremiah 5, the prophets prophesy falsely and the priests rule by their own power and my people love to have it so, but what will you do in the end? People love it. When it's everything but the convicting word of God that is asking you to change your life because God has done his part already. No, they don't want that. So we don't talk about repentance or about sin or about what's going on around the world. Let's not touch it. Let's just talk about how you can fulfill yourself in this world. The coming of the lawless one. Look, Satan, he knows exactly what the people of this world wants. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan. The Antichrist will rise with what? With all unrighteous deception, signs and lying wonders. All power, he says. It's going to be um, unbelievable. And that's what the people want. These people are going to perish because they did not receive the love of the truth. They prefer the lie that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they should believe the lie that they all may be condemned. Why? Because they did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Not just having unrighteousness. They, had pleasure. they take pleasure in it. They, they, they teach, this is it. Let's all do it. The church has become a target for cultural influence. We know that. Romans 1 already said, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who oppress, oppresses the truth in unrighteousness because what may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes are clear, see, clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And that's why Harvard can have a chaplain that is atheist. And then they became fools and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. Therefore God also gave, the, gave, up to, gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshipped and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Wow. Second thing that is being attacked right now, but not only now, but now even more so when we heard about all this critical uh, race theory, it's that the truth is that all men are born sinners. But nowadays, it's, it's, it seems like it's marginalized. We see that everywhere, as if not all people are born sinners and all people need Jesus. 
The Bible says in Romans 5, therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to what? Say that. All men. All men. Death, sin brought death, and death spread to all men because all sin. Wow, what a revelation this afternoon. All sin. All had death. And it spread because of the first sin of one man. And that sin entered the world and it was enough. Psalm 51, David says, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me. I was born with sin. There is, that's why we need to be born again. You cannot be born, born again. I, I love it. I go to the Philippines and they ask me, Are you Catholic or born again? Two groups. You're Catholic or you're born again? As if it's the option. No, the option is all must be born from above. All. Because all have sinned. John, 1 John 1. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins... His faith, this is a word for the church. Even the church cannot say, I have no sin. He says, and he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, God a liar, and his word is not in us. Anyone that suggests that there are people without sin, the Bible says, they make God a liar, his word untruth, and they don't have him in them. Wow. Number third, that is being attacked, that Israel is still God's chosen people and can't be replaced. You know how many people are walking around in the church saying that Israel is no longer God's people? God turned his back on them because they turned their back on him. It's like God is a child. Oh, you did that to me. I'll do the same to you. No. That's not how it works. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Thus says the Lord, if you can break my covenant with the, with the day and my covenant with the night, so that there will be the day and night in their season, then my, there will not be days and nights in, in their season, then my covenant may also be broken with David my servant, so that he shall not have a son to reign on his throne. And with the Levites, the priest, my ministers. It's very interesting. God said, look, when everything is going to be changed, no more the days are days or nights are nights, when everything is be, going to be made new, actually, then Israel is no longer in a need for the Messiah. Think about it. He's basically saying as long as the sun is there and the moon is there and the stars are there on their time, Israel will stay my people. That's why I always tell the Iranians, take your missiles and aim them towards the sun, the moon, and the stars. <laughs> Literally. Because the Bible says if they will not exist anymore, then Israel will no longer be there. That's the logic 101, I guess. 
Moreover, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, have you not considered that these people have spoken? Look, God is telling Jeremiah, look at the people, my people. They're so complaining. Look at them. They are saying, uh, they're saying, the two families which the Lord has chosen, he has also cast them off. Does? Thus, they have despised my people as if they should no more be a nation before them. Thus says the Lord, if my covenant is not with day and night, and if I have not appointed the ordinances of heaven and earth, then I will cast away the descendants of Jacob and David, my servant, so that I will not take any of his descendants to be rulers over the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Do you understand what he just said? He said, look, all my plans for them will not be able to, to happen if they're not going to stay my people. <laughs> and they will stay my people. And when things are going to change, maybe no longer a need for it. But as long as the sun, the moon, and the stars are there, they are still my people. Has God cast away his people? Romans 11, Paul is asking, certainly not. I'm also an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. God is not a user. Oh, I don't need you anymore. I move on. No. If anyone was unfaithful in this whole relationship, it was Israel, not God. And he continued to be their God. And he still wants to be known as the God of Israel. And he has a plan for them. And he's not done with them because if God is done with somebody that is making foolish things and foolish decisions and is not following him, think about how many people who accepted Jesus will no longer be there for God. How many of you are perfect people right now? How many of you never failed God? Wow. So interestingly enough, it says, Zion said, Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me and my Lord has forgotten me. See, we really nicely complain. And then and God says, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb? I, it's a question I'm asking today when I see all the promotion for the killing of the baby. Surely they may forget, yet I will not forget you. God is saying to, to the people of Israel, see, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Your walls are continually before me. Amazing. And so some people say, well, this Israel is not really the Jewish people. In other words, God is faithful to Israel, but these are not Israel. I'm not joking. Take a look at uh, Nick Cannon, a TV host and producer. A lot of people know him from the Disney Channel. He said the following thing. He said that the black people are the true Hebrews and the Jews have usurped that identity. And then he said Jewish people, white people, Europeans are a little less and have a very deficiency have a deficiency in that historically caused them to act out of fear and commit acts of violence to survive. Amazing. There's also another deception I watch online. 
by thousands of people that Israel is behind COVID-19. Last time I checked, I don't think I look from the China Communist Party. <laughs> but I can tell you one thing. This is not a, I mean, I've heard it from so many people. You could even find this picture or this person walking in a supermarket saying that it's just a Jew flu. Here in America. If that's not enough, there's a whole Christian anti-Semitism. There's, there's pastors from pulpits that are actually saying horrible things. Some of their influencers are saying, critique anything about the Jews, which by the way, these are fake Jews. This is the Khazarian Mafia. They hide behind the Jewish label. People are so quick to say, you can't say anything bad about the Jews. They've been through so much. Obviously, that's going back to the Holocaust. But Hitler was a Rothschild. This, the Holocaust, was done on purpose for them to hide behind a shield. And if you only knew how many hundreds of thousands of people he has on social media saying all of this. Here, Romans 11 says, you will say then branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well said, because of the unbelief, they were broken off and you stand by faith. Do not be haughty, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. And there is a form of Christian Palestinianism that is introducing that Jesus was the first Palestinian. You won't believe how many people think that and believe that and follow that. I, I, I honestly don't know how can they not read what I read in the book that they call the Word of God. Another truth is that in order to be prepared, we must know the times and the seasons. That's why you're here. All of you are here. And the tens of thousands that are watching from so many countries around the world right now, all of you are watching because you want to be prepared. You want to know the times and the seasons in which we live. You want to understand that although there's so much deception, we have the word of truth and the spirit of truth. The Pharisees and the Sadducees came and testing him, asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. And he answered and he said to them, when it is evening, you say it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and threatening. And then he says, hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign and no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. Amazing. And that's the sign that Jesus gave to the disciples when he was talking about the end times. He talked about a fig tree. He paused and he said, look at the fig tree. He's, he made it different than the rest of the trees. Look at it. When they are already budding, you see and know for yourself that summer is now near. The fig tree, by the way, is the national privileges of Israel. 
You have the olive tree, you have the vine. You were grafted into both. You're grafted into the vine, you're grafted into the olive tree because you share with Israel the religious and spiritual privileges that you have being the people who believe in one God and in the word of God. However, when it comes to the fig tree, you are not grafted into the fig tree. You are to see and look at the fig tree. He says, you're not... Having Jerusalem as your capital, you don't have a tikva as your national anthem. The Israeli flag is not your flag. You don't have Israeli passport. But you can see that finally there is an Israeli passport. There is an Israeli flag. There is an Israeli capital called Jerusalem. The Jews are back in there. You can see that. The fig tree came back to life. And he said, this generation that is watching that fig tree coming to life shall not pass away. He says you must discern and understand the times. He said, look around you. When you see these three clowns standing together, um, look at the three clowns standing together. <laughs> you, listen. They hate each other guts. They don't like each other. The Turks are Sunni. The Iranians are Shiite. And the Russian hates Muslims completely. Trust me. They don't like the two of them. This one could kill that one. That one could kill this one. And this one could kill them both. If they only had it their way. And they think they run the world. And they looked at Syria, oh, we need to help them, and then we need to help them. All of them are now across the border from Israel. They don't even have a clue that they're going to try invading into Israel and God is going to destroy them. All of them. On that day when my people Israel dwell safely, safely will you not know it, he said? When Israel is finally back in the land, leading in technology and medicine, leading in, in, in security, in water, leading in so much in agriculture, leading in so, so many areas, when Israel is having the strongest military in the Middle East, when we're the eighth most powerful nation in the world, when we are the third one to land a vehicle on the moon, when Israel is so wealthy with GDPs that is now over $50,000 per, you, you understand, Israel is safe and dwelling safely, and you don't understand that they have to make it to that point, and then you will come from your place out of the far north, you and many people. They couldn't do it in the 1950s or 60s or even 70s. Israel was not where Israel had to be for them to make that move. But here they are now, eyeing Israel because there's nothing to find in Syria after all those years. And if Damascus will be destroyed, that's it. They'll make that move. Will Damascus be destroyed? Absolutamente. Why? Because the Bible says. Oh, you believe everything the Bible says? Hello? Doesn't say 80% wheat and 20% barley or... Aren't we watching a one world government before our very eyes? You see, the Israeli government just signed with the EU that we will share the Green Pass. In other words, now 
the Green Pass in Israel, you can enter into sites and restaurants and whatever in Europe because now you have it. It's, it's, it guys, we will eventually end up with the same app. You think it's far from us? There is chaos everywhere. And get ready for much bigger chaos here. In order for, their, for the world government to replace national government, national governments must disappoint. People must go out. Like the Tower of Babel. The only time they come together, what is it for? To replace God. We see birth pangs all around us. A number of earth, earthquakes, tornadoes, um, uh, hurricanes. I mean... Uh, it's amazing. And pestilences, hello? And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. Don't think that this is it. It's just the beginning. These things have to happen. And God, when God says they have to happen, you know why God says that? Because he already saw it happening. Because God is above time. That's why he says, I am God, there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done, he knows. God is not sitting and saying, I wonder who's going to win in that war. Because I need to know what to write. It's not a newspaper. This, this is the only thing in the world that can never change and will never change. I remember the 60th anniversary of Israel, I went to the museum in Israel and they show the authentic Isaiah scroll. A scroll from 2,300 years ago. And I, I, I walked with my Hebrew Bible and I look at the scroll and I read and I left and I, I was shocked because it was the same. But then I was shocked that I was shocked. It has to be the same. Because it is the same. His word is the same yesterday. Look. That's why trust what is here. Not in your newspaper. And not anything that people are giving you on Facebook and YouTube. Dr. Google is not who you need to go to. When Jesus returns, we need to be found doing what? The Father's business. It's a truth. Let your waist be girded and your lamps burning and you yourself be like men who wait for their master and when he will return from the wedding that when he comes and knocks that they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master when he comes will find watching. Assuredly I say to you what he will, uh, that he will gird himself and, sit, and have them sit down to eat and will come and serve them. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll continue to Matthew um, 24. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. It's, he's basically saying, look, I'm going to come when <laughs> even the church will not know the exact day. It's going to surprise, but if you're ready, you're ready. There's no invitation like Apple does. 
March 10th, you will not be disappointed. No. We've been disappointed from them for years. I'm talking about open invitation on an unknown date, and for that, you don't even have to buy clothes. Because your body will have to change. Ladies and gentlemen, we see, unfortunately, on the days that pastors need to teach the most the Word of God, we see sensationalism all over. Sensationalism, and my heart breaks how easily people are being misled. COVID is simply the latest topic distracting people from sharing the gospel. It's become nothing but a source of clickbait to gain likes and followers on social media to so many people. Very sad. So many, they know. They know what, the, what they say is not exactly the truth, but actually it's a great clickbait. Especially when they come and say, for example, the vaccine is the mark of the beast. You can say a lot of things about it, but it's definitely not the mark of the beast. It's not right here. Will we even be here for the mark of the beast? Hello? Of course not. So some are saying that Corona is the crown of the first rider. Because Corona is crown. Oh, I should have thought about that. There's beer called Corona as well. Is that the second writer? And there's websites dedicated to that. We're finding so many churches fear, division, and not even Christ-like com compassion. It's very sad. When I saw this, my heart broke. And I saw the video, so I know what I'm talking about. I'm wondering if Jesus would have ever said, I don't like what you're wearing. Get out of here, I don't want to teach you. You think that the yarmulke will save you? You think that the phylactra, the thistles will save you? Turn around and don't come to me. No, he never said that. No matter what, you cannot say that to anyone who comes to your church. And just so you know, I've been traveling around the world, around the world for over 20 years. And in Asia, I'm, I've seen people wearing masks everywhere. Literally. Pollution, air pollution there is. And I've never, I never thought that I will ever have to hear that somebody's kicking people out of churches for such things. We, 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 for a good show, we are not even like Jesus anymore. Satan is using us as a mean for division in the world that has sadly entered, in, 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 division in the world that had sadly entered the church and has been translated also to some form of persecution. The church is more divided than ever. And the sad thing is that it's not even about any issues pertaining to salvation. We really lost it. 
I remember a few years ago, people came and wanted to interview me to a, a, a big production about the sign. And I said, what are you talking about? And they said, the sign of, November, of September 23rd, 2017. The sign. I said, what sign are you talking about? The sign of Revelation 12 that is going to happen on September 23rd, 2017. And I looked at Revelation 12 and I looked at and I said, but that, it, that cannot happen now. That happens in a completely different time. Oh, I said, I can be on the movie, but I will say the, actually the opposite, that it's not the sign. People waited for that day, thinking that the rapture will take place. What about blood moons? How many of us packed and moved up to the mountaintop? <laughs> what about Y2K? Hello? How many of you bought the book? <laughs> How many times things are pulling out of context, taken out of context, and it's confusion. And in a way, also deception. Confusing a global power grab and tyranny with Christian persecution is also... You have to understand something. Uh, we must be careful. There is, by the way, Christian persecution. There is. There is in Iraq. There is in Iran. There is in Afghanistan. There is in Pakistan. I know churches being set on fire. I know church leaders that are being, uh, you know, uh, executed in Indonesia and in the Philippines. In some parts it happened. In Mindanao, look, there are Christian persecution. People are being killed just because they believe in Jesus. But let's not confuse the power grab that we see today with all the lockdowns and all the mandates. This is, this is a power grab that is causing everyone, not just Christians. There is a global, global attempt to bring about central support, uh, centralized uh, uh, control. Okay, that that's not against the church only. I mean, think about this from, uh, I think it was in um, Melbourne, Australia. It's the Jews who were surrounded by the police on, on Rosh Hashanah because there were too many people in the synagogue. And they were supposed to be on a harsh lockdown. That's not just churches. There are places where it's uh, synagogues, there's churches with their mosques. This is a global thing you must not confused with church persecution. Persecution is there, trust me. And it's not. In Afghanistan, religious minorities live in fear. Look, my father-in-law te was teaching every week online, Afghans. Every week it would be from a different uh, building top, rooftop. They don't have a church. They, they always move around. That's, they won't be caught. We don't hear from them anymore. We don't even know if they're alive anymore. They probably died. Because they're Christians. And I can tell you, I want to tell you, things are, are never going to be the same. I am not an American, so I can speak as someone who's looking at things from outside. You, on the other hand, are all Americans. So you have been Americanized which means that you have the, you want to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness.
Nice. You want to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's why there's so many parties here all the time. <laughs> Everybody wants to be like you. How do I know? Everybody wants to illegally enter into your country. You don't leave one place into a worse place and risk your life. You want to go to a place that you want to raise your children there and live, because there is life freedom, and pursuit of happiness. In Europe, we don't have that, or in the Middle East, we don't have that. Bring a Taliban and ask him, how about I give you life, freedom, and pursuit of happiness? Your head will be rolling down the aisle. <laughs> and now, your life is being changed, your freedoms are being limited, and the pursuit is of survival, not happiness. And you're like, what's going on? They changed the rules. Nobody told us. Well, I want to tell you something. In most of the worlds, we don't feel it like you do. Because to begin with, we don't have your constitution. We don't have what you have. You are going through an adapt adaption uh, 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 crisis right now to what half of the world already is in. And now the other half will be introduced to it. I have the gift of encouragement. <laughs> Number six, the pre-tribulation rapture, the bride is not the saints of the tribulation. So many pastors are misleading their flock to think that there is no rapture. The rapture is not in the Bible, they say. Of course, your Bible is in English. I'm sorry, but the New Testament was not written in English. It was written in Greek. And in the Greek, the word is harpazo, and it is there. And in the Latin, the word is rapturo, and it is there. So when we use the word rapture, come from rapturo, come from harpazo, we are actually talking about an existing word, and you just, being ignorant, don't even know that. <laughs> and Paul did talk about the rapture to the Thessalonians. How do you know that? Because I read my Bible. Paul did not believe in the rapture, neither did Jesus. Really? So isn't Jesus is the one who said, I will return and I will receive you unto myself. So where I am, you will also be. You are changing address, not me. Jesus is the one who said that. Nine reasons we can be confident Christians won't be raptured before the tribulation. It's almost like nine reasons you can be confident that you will suffer and then worth your salvation. They're almost like they want to suffer. Oh, church persecution. I'm in Revelation. It's because Starbucks is closed after nine. <laughs> we want to be in the book of Revelation because now we feel part of the plot, part of the story. We are part of the story. We are the generation that is watching the fig tree coming back to life. And we are the final generation. And Jesus said it is about to come and take us. We are part of the story. But we have a whole chapter in this whole story that is not for us. Because we are not destined to the wrath of God. Okay? But I want to go through the tribute. Be my guest. Stay here. 
just uh, bend your neck and tell me how you want your head to be cut off because it will be cut off. Jesus wants a beautiful bride, not a beaten up bride, bruised. God did not appoint us to the wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whatever we walk, we wake or sleep, we should live together with Him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. You're going to be beheaded. I'm comforting you right now. That's not a comfort. And he opened the fifth seal, and I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. You see, when we are in heaven in our glorified bodies, the only thing you will see from the tribulation saints is their souls, not their body. They're not there yet. You and I were part of the first, we're going to be part of the first resurrection. And for those who have part in the first resurrection, the second death has no power. Jesus promised trouble in this world, not a garden of roses. In this world, he said, you will have great joy. No. Tribulations. But there are so many people that are teaching that this world is going to be taken over by Christians. They will demolish all earthly kingdoms and they will prepare this world for him to come to. No, that's not why I have heavenly passport. I need to get out of here. I don't want to be here. When God will pour his wrath, we have a wedding to attend and hey, we can't be late. We're the bride. Indeed, the hour is coming, yes, and now come that you will be scattered each to his own and will leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. If the world hates you, you know that it hates me before it it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you, the Bible says. Matthew 16, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and desire to save his life, and, and, and deny himself, okay, and take up his cross and follow me for whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it, he says. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God 
And not only that, he said, but we also glory, glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces what? Perseverance. And perseverance, what? Character. And character, what? Hope. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, the joy of the Lord is not your strength. Of all people, we should be the most hopeful people. We should be the people with the peace that surpasses all understanding. Just so you know, all your unbelieving neighbors and friends and, fa and family, everyone is watching you right now. All of them. And they want to see what is it that you're promoting right now. Is your faith is the thing that matters or what? What fills your day? What fills your profile on, on, on social media? Who are you more into, Fauci or Jesus, when you are writing stuff? No, no, listen. There are more Christians that over the last six months said Fauci more than Jesus. Do you understand? Now, will that end ever? Will it end? <laughs> yes. Listen. This deception has expiration date. <laughs> Revelation chapter 20, I saw an angel coming down from heaven, having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold of the dragon, the serpent of old, who is the devil and Satan, and bound him for what? A thousand years. And he cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal on him that he should what? deceive the nations no more. All that he knows is to deceive. When you shut him up, he cannot deceive anymore. And what is going to happen? Jesus will reign in Jerusalem. Jesus is the truth. He has the word of truth. He brings the spirit of truth. There is no more the father of all lies. He is down there. He cannot deceive the nations. And you would think that everything is great. But after these things he must be released for a little while. Why? God just lift up the lid. Click. A little bit. You would think that the whole world is worshiping Jesus. And Satan is in the bottom. Yay! And the Bible says, now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from the prison. And he will go out to what? Deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the world, of the earth. Gog, this is the second Gog and Magog. To gather them together to battle, whose number is as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded then the camp of the saints and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophets are and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. That's when deception is over. That's it. But what about today? The Bible says in Luke 19, Jesus said to them, Occupy until I come. Matthew 24, 
Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of this household to give the others their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. God is looking at you right now. The world is looking at you. Your family is looking at you. But God is looking at you. What are you doing in these last days? What are you fighting for? Who is, whose name is on your tongue? What are you promoting? You can fight as long as you want. America is declining. You can fight as long as you want. A new empire is going to rise and the Antichrist is the one who will come from it. You can cry as, as, as much as you want. He is going to rise and the world will worship him. Yes, this is going to happen. You cannot change. Jesus said these things must happen. The book of Revelation is a love letter that he gave to the church to see how much he loved them and all the things he's going to spare from them. And these are the things that the world is going to go through because he said these things must happen. I've seen them happening. Everything is going to happen. And don't take things out of context and don't try to act like you're a martyr right now when you're not. Now, keep your eyes open because there's a power grab all around the world. Keep your eyes open because there's an attempt to cancel Israel. There's an attempt to cancel the whole rapture teaching. There's an attempt to cancel the Bible prophecy, even understanding times and seasons. There's an attempt to cancel Jesus is the only way in truth and life. There's an attempt to ca cancel the gospel being proclaimed from, from pulpits. Pastors now should deal with current things, social things, not the gospel. There's an attempt to fight against all these things. And all this COVID nonsense is now causing you to not seeing this successful takeover that is, is going on. These are the days of deception. But I want to tell you something. We have the spirit of truth in us. We call Jesus God, Lord. And I want to tell you something. The coming of the Lord is so soon that I, 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 I can't even plan things for too long now. People ask me, are you free at 2024? Oh. I don't even know it's going to be 2024. I really don't want it. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, look, who is going to be taken? You know who? I'll tell you who. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will come the second time. That's what Hebrews 9.28 says. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will to those come the second time. And it's not for sin, but it's for salvation. It's what salvation? The salvation of your body. Look at you. Look at you. God does not, not see, he doesn't need to see that in heaven. No. He deserves better. That's why he says, in a minute, in a twinkling of an eye, boom, your body is going to change. This tent is going to become a building. Yes. 
We have that hope and the world will ridicule it. Hold on to the word of truth because you have the spirit of truth because the one we believe in is the truth. Father, we thank you for your truth. We thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is truth and we ask you to sanctify us by your truth and your word. Let us not fall into sensationalism. Let us not fall into deception, wrong interpretation of scriptures for the sake of likes and followers. Let's not be about us, but well, let's be about our Father's business. We want to be found faithful doing your work busy and eagerly waiting for your return. We thank you and we bless you in the name of the Holy One of Israel, Yeshua, who is our salvation, who is the Lion of the tribe of Judah, who is the Lamb of God, the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel. His name is above all names and it's only that name that can save us. And we thank you and we Say all that in His name, in the name of Jesus, and all of God's people say, Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast featuring Amir Sarfati, founder and president of Behold Israel. Connect with Behold Israel on Telegram, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Download our free app, available in Android and Apple under Behold Israel. Amir's teachings can be found in multiple languages. You can also visit our website, BeholdIsrael.org